Welcome everyone to the Cup of Coffee podcast with me, your host Tom Dillon. This has been recorded live at our weekly online meeting and broadcast around the world. Today's topic is an engineer's approach to property investing with Ant Gaskill. Before we start, I'd like to say by a disclaimer that today is a wonderful discussion, but that nothing said here constitutes financial advice. You should always take professional advice before investing your hard-earned cash. There may be the odd unplanned swear word along the way as well. Uh, the format for today is that Ant will speak to us for a little while, and then we'll be taking questions uh, uh, from me and from the floor. So um, if you're live on the call, then get some ready. Um, Anth is a chartered engineer, having led cutting-edge projects as a freelance consultant for over 15 years. More recently, he's built a six-figure revenue property portfolio across England. For kicks, Anth is an avid adventurer and music producer, as he's rallied across India in a tuk-tuk, biked many of the major mountain ranges, and likes a good cup of tea. Good morning, Anth. Good morning, Tom. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for being here. Really appreciate it. And um, I'm excited to hear what you've got for us today. Yeah, I've taken, um, there's been some really good uh, talks on the, on the show, Tom, and a lot of them have been on a kind of tactical level, whether it's HMOs, renovations. So I thought I would take a more strategic look and look at how I approached when I um, thought about getting into property, basically, <laughs> um, and how I kind of basically applied engineering principles to look at what I wanted to get into. Uh, and how to do it and I thought that would then be useful for people in the early starting out or at any stage of the journey really to um, assess and consider what they're doing aligned with um, lifestyle that they're after which is something I'm quite big on lifestyle design and making sure that you you do stuff that you um, enables um you to have the life that you're after and it's quite easy sometimes to take options that maybe paint you into a corner that don't necessarily free up your time which is ultimately what we're generally trying to do free up time um, to do other projects and interests uh, with more flexibility so yeah um, I'll kick it off so yeah I'm a, a said chartered engineer um, led various projects from for a smart grid project, uh, AI for traffic management, um, Mesa Gateway Bridge, I led part of technology design on that, which was one of the biggest projects in Europe. Um, yeah, generally a lot of like cutting edge, um, taking uni research and moving that into a mature technology and rolling it out. Um, so it's like systems engineering, looking at the big picture and, and diving into the modules and that system thinking approach is what I've kind of applied when um got to a stage and I wanted to uh free up time and take on other projects uh, I just skipped through so what I'm hoping you're going to learn today is how I've applied engineering principles to create my lifestyle uh why I developed property business and how, how if you've got the right goal at the start, it facilitates very easy decisions um, and how you can then use that to iterate for fulfillment in life, basically. Um, so, yeah, I started off. I should say this presentation is going to be probably a little bit lighthearted, um, a bit tongue-in-cheek at some points. So, yeah, I started off with I wanted to create my dream life and part of that was... Um, Flexibility to do what I wanted, free time, take on engineering projects that I enjoyed, but uh, 
not have to rely on doing that. And I wanted to spend more time making music production, um, um, freemium or premium lifestyle. Tend to not make a lot, or if you really make it, you make, make shed loads. Uh, and I wasn't frankly interested in a drop of lifestyle or living uh, living expectations just to play music. Um, so I started looking at the big picture, uh, basically. And so for me, that was stepping back to engineering methodology. And that is I'm conceptualizing the end goal, then planning, designing it, uh, implement it. And along the way, when I've, if I've got key metrics, I am looking at evaluating how close I am to that goal, um, what I need to evolve. Because um, kind of the way I look at it, things don't go wrong at the end. You just haven't, they just materialize at the end. You haven't actually set them off right at the start. Um, the analogy is kind of if you're one degree off uh, setting for your destination at the start, if you drive 100 miles, you're about 15 miles off at the end, so you're way off. And the longer you travel, the further you get away from your end goal. So you need to have very clear definition for where you want to reach, and you need to um, review that against those requirements as you go. Um, and so the engineering cycle is just a way of conceptualizing that. And the, and the conceptualized part is how I wanted my lifestyle to look. Um, and I think this is sometimes where um, I see a lot of questions, whether it's in people trying to get fire lifestyle or, or property of or whether they should go into Bitcoin or whether they should do certain things. And I think a lot of those questions are very easy to answer when you know how you want your lifestyle to look and what you want it to do. And it's, it's a um, classic Alice in Wonderland quote, you know what I mean? If you don't know where you're going, any road is going to take you there. And that's where you can end up with decision paralysis because you kind of say, oh, or, or, or they focus on the wrong detail. They're just saying, oh, well, I want this amount of money. But money is only, say, part of the equation. If the money takes up as much time as what you are currently doing, then you haven't really freed your time up. So you've got to look at the whole package and how, um, how your financial vehicle aligned with the lifestyle that you want to create and what you want to be doing, whether that's... Uh, working around the world, different parts. Uh, you want to be able to take so much travel, what you want to do on a week-to-week -week basis. And I think you've got to really nail down um, that end, end part. Because um, again, without the right goal, you're never going to score. You're always going to be um, searching for um, a different outlook. Mine was very um, key about freedom of time and freedom of movement. Um, so that I can, uh, a little bit like some of the people in the group where Julie's doing at the moment, travel around, and you've got that remote access, you can move anywhere um, and live the lifestyle you want. Um, so I was quite um, key at the start of getting into quite specifics of how I wanted my time to operate on a week, month, yearly, the amount of holidays I wanted to do, the fact that I wanted to take chunks of the same month at a time and go completely off grid on an adventure. Um, like when I traveled India and I was like biking through the Himalayas, um, rode a tuk-tuk across part of that whilst I, whilst I did have comms connection. 
my business completely operated and I didn't need to do uh, any interaction to it. Um, I defined what in my, my income level at certain points. I kind of split my lifestyle into three stages to create a series of goals that um, I could focus on in terms of uh, getting quick wins. And so they, they were um, into different stages and but my freedom of lifestyle is like, right, I can calculate things. I can live pretty reasonable on like 45K income. I set a date at a time when I wanted to actually um, achieve that by. So I had a very target to do it within. And I then started um, to move into the planning stage and looking at how I was going to do that. Um, and when you start doing that, I think it was very key. Uh, at that point, I'd only really sold my time as a, a high cash flow business as a consultant, um, but I'm not really leveraging anything. I couldn't, whilst contracts said I could theoretically replace myself, um, in reality, that wouldn't really happen. Uh, that was purely a, a legality system. I was being paid for my expertise and it was my expertise that the client was contracting. So there wasn't really um, the opportunity to really scale that up with several other people or people that were cheaper labor in the background. So I'm not really leveraging anything. I'm just on a um, high paid rat race really, um, which is good, um, but it's, um, it's not gonna, wasn't gonna create me freedom of time. Um, and so I was quite key at that, that um, looking at these points, how do I leverage what I've got? Um, at that point, that was really cash flow. Um, and alongside that, where, where I'm in this planning stage, it's a, a, equally another key thing that can be missed off. I was quite um, clear about what my skill set was. Um, I'm a ENFP, ID person in Myers-Briggs. Um, there's various toolkits out there. I think Myers-Briggs is pretty good in terms of assembling teams and knowing your pros and cons. Um, and so with that respect, I kind of understood where I was and what I need to augment to make a team and who I needed to pull in. Um, and I think that that spans even when you're into your, <clears throat> your lifestyle, um, knowing what your skill set and what your blind sides are, um, and where you really want to augment um, is key. And also, I think part of part of the lifestyle, um, when you look at fulfillment, a lot of that is using what you're good at for the utility of things that you enjoy or your community is where you get a lot of satisfaction. So, um, Again, you want to try and be using, setting up a lifestyle that utilizes your core skills in some way when you get freedom of time. Um, otherwise, um, you know what I mean? Some people try and sell, you'll see the fake guru, sell things about you can then go and sit on the beach. But really, if you've grafted to create a business, very few people are going to want to sit on the beach. <clears throat> to be honest, you're going to get pretty bored. You want to be looking at how you utilize the skills. For mine, a lot of those um, big picture, the ideas fit in with media production. Um, they also fit in with further aims of going to get involved in more engineering research. Um, that is um, utilizing my skills, but in line with my lifestyle. 
Um, some of this may be going over all ground for everyone, but I think it all fits into the, the picture of planning you, in that you need to, need to understand where you sit in that picture of the team and how to augment it. Um, so I'd strongly recommend anyone who hasn't done it to do a Myers-Briggs personality test. Uh, wealth of knowledge you'll get out of that. Um, yeah, so when, again, looking through that, that planning part, um, what I was also key on, and at this point, I hadn't totally decided to go into property whilst I did own some property at that point. Um, as far as I was concerned, I was looking at a, a, a cash generating vehicle. Um, and there's lots of options, um, like small business, shares, startups. Um, what took me to property um, and looking at the, the slide here about snakes and ladders, I wanted to be pretty low risk. I wanted to leverage my money, which you get in property. Um, what I didn't want to do was to build up a load of wealth and then for either economic scenario come along or some volatility in the business that I'm doing and suddenly go from near financial freedom back down because of the crash, which is, is um, the way I see it, very high potential with share investing uh, and some of the more riskier options. Um, so when I looked at all those aspects, um, property is very consistent with building wealth, um, low risk, very consistent cash flow with the rental income. I didn't really care about equity growth. I was purely investing for cash flow. Um, and so, yeah, uh, that they were what led me into, into property. And then at that point, I meant that what I class as a design phase. I, was, uh, I kind of decided types of property I wanted to, I wanted to be rental properties. And I was looking at the ones that were going to be fitting my lifestyle. And so it was into single let properties because uh, our tenants are going to stay three, four, five years, minimal turnover, um, design them to a high standard and this sort of thing. Um, so I was basically then with me cycling the streets, understand the demographics of area, figuring out where to invest and finding the properties um, that I could invest in and put my cash flow. Um, uh, yeah, doing refurbs and a lot of that when I was planning to hold the um, single lets, really I was spending more than probably necessary, insulating well, insulate floors, things that were ahead of the building standards, high quality materials, design features that attract the better tenants and equally end up with a lot less maintenance um, because I'm taking a longer view that I'm going to not sell them, I want to hold them, I want the tenants to go in there and stay as long as they can really. Um, and so it's iterating again for that end model and taking taking decisions that all lead to holding the property on the long-term, stable, stable cash flow. Um, yeah. Uh, and eventually you get to that point where it's, uh, yeah, I have, um, you've got sufficient cash flow, you've achieved freedom of life and um, 
the business businesses operating basically um and that and at that point you kind of then get into uh, a much more of a what i've been doing over the last couple of years um really evaluating further steps um looking at my uh all the way through this should probably step in there i've when I started this journey, I put together a wealth spreadsheet uh, and that had metrics for my income, the cash flow that I was investing down to my time. And I used to metric the amount of time a week I was spending on the things that I found pleasurable versus stuff that was just generating cash. Um, and I, I was with the clear targets where I'd set out and I'd broken down the income levels into points you can focus in and like, right, okay, I need to make two deals this year. I'm looking to add an extra 10,000 income this year, this sort of thing. And you can really find that when you've got that clarity of what you're focusing for. Um, I've, I've generally, I've hit pretty much, I've hit all the goals in the time frame. Things have happened and whether it's serendipity, karma, I think you just, you, your brain's working on achieving that clear goal and you're able to find and get to it and um, brings you into contact with things that are going to facilitate it. Um, and that's again coming back to having the very clear metrics of what the what you want and reiterating and thinking, is this going to take me to that? Like I looked at HMOs, um, to use an example, going into a tactical level, and I didn't believe that they were going to fit my lifestyle, the turnover of tenants, when I was wanting to maximize my money. I, I self-managed this, but I self-manage it with relatively a light touch, minimal effort, um, other than when it's a, a refurb or something. Um, so in that sense, I was able to reject avenues that I could have gone down because they weren't going to align with my lifestyle and what I was after. Um, in terms of the effort and what that would give me in freedom of time. So having that evaluation phase in your business may be obvious, but quite often I see a lot of people don't have the clear metrics to be able to crunch in and go, how close am I to this goal? What do I really need? That's down to like knowing what I need to earn on a daily level, weekly, yearly level that will facilitate them goals. And you can always drill down and go, okay, well, what's missing? I need to add this. How can I do it? Um, yeah, and, and I think ultimately when I come back to this, um, I try and see it all as a game. It's fun. I want to enjoy it um, and just, uh, yeah, enjoy the game and, and uh, see it's a bit of a challenge, but um, don't get too worried about it all. Uh, I think we're, we're kind of getting to the end. Hopefully this has helped. So I think what to summarize the way I see it is very clear lifestyle goals and how you want to operate allows you in your business to make very simple and quick decisions. Having the metrics that support that, drop it through. Um, using an engineer and methodical approach, <coughs> you, can, you can step through. You've got the logic, you've got maths, <coughs> in terms of the values. So again, you can very quickly uh, evaluate and make decisions that will play out and they're not emotionally driven. Um, yeah, 
And I think to support this, there's some bits that uh, uh, I would recommend to anyone in uh, Sky Novel, uh, Ravi Kant, really good logic, does some very good podcasts. He's like an angel investor, been behind a bunch of startups. I think um, his outlook is really good for anyone running a business. Um, it's the way he critiques and asks good questions. And ultimately, for better decisions, you need to ask better questions. Um, and I think uh, clicking up with that, another engineer, physicist, uh, Richard Feynman, he's got a fantastic couple of bios, one of them, surely you're joking, Mr. Feynman. I think it's a very pleasurable look at um, outlook on life and uh, problems. Uh, Daria, the CEO, I think is a great, um, great podcast for, I guess, emotional intelligence, which is, and asking very good questions, uh, which are two real, real facets for, I think, running a successful business and lifestyle design. Um, Myers Brig test and yeah, develop fun hobby. And I think, um, I think from my end, that covers everything. From a, from a strategic level, let's say I haven't dived into any tactical because I think they've been really well covered. Uh, I wanted to give a, a 20,000 foot view of things um, on my perspective and hopefully help people make good decisions. Yeah. Thank you very much, Ant. Really enjoyed that. Oh, yo, um, uh, as you say, so we've had plenty of good people on here and great people um, talking about all kinds of things. But uh, I thought it'd be useful to get you, a view, your view on, on on the strategy stuff. Yeah, the stuff uh, if you were to zoom out, um, sort of because we all get, I know I do, get sort of busy, get busy with the busy work um, with the, the, the every day, and then sometimes it's good to think, hang on a minute, why am I doing this again? Um, and 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 check in with that and you know, uh, aim the rocket again, you know, to, to make sure you're still aiming at the moon um, <clears throat> or as you might be going. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'll fire a few questions off and then uh, um, uh, and then we'll get some from the floor. Um, with Ant's uh, permission, just because especially some of these are difficult to spell, uh, we'll, um, we'll put everything, that he, the things he recommended. So that's uh, the, the gentleman, Navi, Nav, Naval Ravikant, uh, the book, Surely you're joking, Mr. Feynman, and the podcast diary of the CEO. We'll, we'll, we'll link to those in the and the Myers Briggs stuff. We'll link to that with the podcast episode. Um, uh, so um, we started, and we're again, I'm for the benefit of those listening, we had a we're on one of the slides was sort of a circle, classic yeah. circle engineering stuff. You know, you start with the concept and, and conceptualizing right through to to realizing the, I forgot the word, but realizing the thing. Now, oh, here we go. Uh, Ant's kind yeah. of brought it up for me. Evaluate and improve, you know, right through to implementation and all this sort of stuff. The one that interested me, because it was clearly the starting point, was conceptualize. Now, if you conceptualize, I don't know, a big building or whatever, an engineering type project, fair enough. Um, but I was wondering, how do you go about conceptualizing this kind of thing, whether that's a lifestyle or a property journey or whatever it is you're looking to do sort of in a non-engineering way? What does that, what does that look like? Is it... Um, uh, yeah, how, how, how could or should people go about doing that, do you think? Yeah, it, it's a good point, Tom. I mean, I, I was, I guess, because I partly, I partly went freelance consultant for lifestyle design um, and then rapidly realising I wasn't leveraging. Um, so I kind of had a, probably over a couple of years, I built up the, how I wanted everything to look. Um, it can be quite tricky. And one of the things I kind of recommend with anything uh, or, or with engineering, when you try and work, see working with a client to spec something, 
it can be quite daunting and often the easiest way of approaching it is to go what don't I want and document the things that you definitely don't want and then at least you're you're, you're optimizing initially to remove what you don't want so someone might might go I don't want to be traveling an hour each way to an office I don't want I want to take more I want to take the summer holidays with my kids and, and they can build up profile of how they want their life to look uh, I want to take Christmases with my family in, uh, I don't know, a ski holiday or they might want to go to the Caribbean. I mean, you can build up uh, things that they want, um, but also say, I don't want to do these things. Yeah. Uh, and, and by then you're left with things that you do want and you can start iterating in. Um, if you're not used to doing it, and this is where the evaluate comes in, you're probably going to take a few iterations and you're always going to revolve it with stages of life. Um, but yeah, I think to start off conceptualizing a, a really good way is just by f- document the things you don't want in your life. So does, so does iterate mean sort of draft if you like, so come up with a first yeah. idea and then, and then reiterate means do it again and again. So you get, to get better yeah. better version. So for example, in your case, and, in, and indeed in mine, it's something we share, um, we both looked at HMOs, for example, in the property space and said, uh, we don't want that. And the reason we don't want that is because it doesn't fit in with our kind of um, desires around time and about the, the extra management that HMOs might, might yeah. bring, even though clearly they're probably more profitable, you know, in terms of monthly income. Would that be an example? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it's, um, you, I think, I think in the lifestyle, um, it, it can be quite daunting mm. really. And, and that's where I think some people get paralysis of trying to perfect it. And again, engineering method is what you see. People talk about, um, scrum methodology and shipping it in in software you'll you'll hear people talk about and it's really about making the first known bit shipping it and and re-evaluating and moving on and that that in itself can also um, remove some of the you don't have to get it 100% right at the start yeah in fact you never you're rarely going to but if you if you have a, a as define it as tight as you can and then keep updating it mm. and you'll um you'll you'll drill into what you want um and a good a good example is kind of like uh putting questions into google if it's very vague you'll get all sorts of answers and quite often you might have to learn to ask a better question to get the information you're after and, and it's that kind of process to me replicates that part um, and it, it is a good way of learning, actually, what, what you actually want. Interesting. Um, I've got loads of questions here, but I'll ask one more, then we'll get some a couple from the floor, so everyone get their questions ready. If anyone wants, wants me to ask a question, for whatever reason, they don't want to ask it themselves, maybe they're driving or whatever, do pop it in the chat and we'll get to as many as we can. The one I wanted to ask uh, was, um, uh, was to say, well, this... And I'm sure it doesn't. This is a devil's advocate type of question, but this, you know, it looks like this stuff might come easy for you. There you are again for the benefit of the uh, the viewers in black and white. Um, you there, there in your in your relaxed uh, Hawaiian shirt, clearly drinking a, a kind of special brew um, early doors, <laughs> early doors, early doors on the weekend, and having a lovely old time. And I know because you know that one of your passions is music, and you do a lot of that. And it's all very well sitting there, you know, talking about strategy and um, and playing the guitar. But how about this building the six-figure property business or business? Like, that seems to be the tricky bit. And I realise we may be in danger of going from strategy to tactics. But 
but how do people do that? Or is it, is, your, is it your sort of preposition that once you've got the strategy right, once you've got the, the yeah, the high level stuff right, the rest of it will flow because you'll have, it'll be easy for you because you'll have designed it in that way. Um, no, it's, it's a good point. Um, it's not easy. And I mean, I went through periods of uh, doing 10, 10, 12 hours, say on the Mersey Gateway project, mm. massive, uh, massive project, clients got a um, million pound a day liquid damages if we yeah. don't hit deadlines, so oh. huge pressures. Yeah. At the same time, I was running around buying property and organising refurbs, and um, yeah, I was probably doing 18-hour days. Mm. Um, the, the, I think the, the, the benefit of having the real clear goal is you can you're getting the, the the that dopamine cycle of I'm progressing towards it. I know where I'm trying to go to, and because to make any any to make that transition as all, all all the people in Cooper will know if you've gone from the nine to five to building that financial independence, it takes work. It takes a lot of work unless someone suddenly gives you ten million pound or something, and even then you're going to make bad decisions. Um, it takes a lot of work, um, and but and but that's where having the metrics, having the definition of the lifestyle, you you can push through the work because you can see the progression and you get the reward for seeing the progression, and and that that helps spur on through the the definite hard times because it it, it isn't easy. No, that's that's really interesting. That sort of a. Uh... That, that makes it real for me, you know, you, you've got your Hawaiian shirt, and by the way, congratulations on it, but, um, <laughs> uh, but it's, uh, but you know, you, you had to put the work in, same as everybody else, it's not, you know, yeah. oh, none of us, very few of us get given it, and, you know, me and you aren't on that list, unfortunately. Um, okay, uh, questions from the floor, does anyone want to ask, uh, uh, anyone want to ask Ant a question? Now's your, now's your chance. If not, I, I'm going to I'm going to uh, ask him tough ones. No, everyone seems good. You, you've worryingly covered everything. Um, so, uh, Myers Briggs, um, what did you learn from your Myers Briggs? You said it was a good test, and um, you you took a lot from it. You'd recommend it. I think I did. I, I Myers Briggs a long time ago. INTJ, but you know INTJ, ENPF, whatever yours is, uh, might not mean a lot to people. For those who've not done it, what did you what did you learn from it? I especially I suppose especially from the weaknesses and what, like. Weaknesses is the wrong word, you know. Things you were good at, things you that you weren't maybe so good at. How did that help you to be more successful rather than cause you massive amounts of stress and anguish? Um, when I, I, I I'm actually now uh, ENTJ, interestingly, and you can evolve and through the engineering and leading projects, I, mm. I I've actually learned a bunch of the the J side. So I think it shows how you can. Uh, whereas in FP is a bit more arty farty airy ideas, not necessarily great. I've learned both, both through the property journey and through big engineering projects. I've I've learned to be a lot more um, concise with decisions and uh, targeting to to make things happen. The implementation side, um, what it shows you up with the, the the weak sides. If you take that, one of my weak sides is not always finishing things off. But also, I know I'm not great on the um, when something's a mature level and it just needs managing and tinkling along, which is essentially where I'm iterating, looking, trying to try options for how I um, optimize myself in my own property business. I enjoy the, the finding new deals, making it happen, getting it run. I'm less keen on the 
um, micro level admin and, and, and some of those bits, like a, a lot of my accountant and the books all I've systemized that with my accountant. So basically I only need to look at headline details. I've got um, prof spend profiles and things so I can rapidly see the, the results I want without having to do the, um, the detail work on, on the receipts and all this sort of stuff. That's all automated. So I take myself out of bit, which was often didn't get done very well because I wasn't good at it and I didn't enjoy it. Uh, and I think that's key. You start seeing, oh, yeah, I don't enjoy that part because it's not using my skill sets. Mm. Um, and they're, they're part. And so it sees where you need to put in the, build that team so I've built in that through a, a, a an accountant and his bookkeeping team I've taken that stuff that I didn't do very well I didn't like doing and often got missed and as you grow bigger can cause you more pains yeah absolutely yeah this is the biggest not always better is it um profit's the key number here not the uh not necessarily the income but yeah um uh, yeah that, that makes a lot of sense that um it, it when I've done these personality tests, I've been a long time since I've done Myers Briggs, but I've done the Wealth Dynamics one more recently. I found that really useful, similar sort of thing, where by showing up what I wasn't very good at and sort of being faced with it as well and going, Yeah, actually, this is right. I'm not very good at that. The stuff that it's telling me I'm not very good at. Um, and of course, it could be wrong and you could disagree with it, but but for mine, it was really, really spot on. And then I could, it gave me kind of permissions, the wrong word, but I think that's a good, useful word. Um, permission to then go and, yeah, outsource the things I wasn't very good at. And that was one of the biggest jumps I've had in recent years in terms of. Um, well, uh, output and productivity, but also enjoyment. And, and as you say, that's that's maybe what we focus on today, isn't it? Is uh, is um, um, yeah, I think that's huge, Tom. You, you've you've hit the nail on the head that that it gives you a bit of a permission to because I think quite often almost education tries to bring everyone up to one level and it says it's almost telling you to work on your weaknesses, mm. where I actually think you, you've got to double down on your strengths and and ought bring in parts to cover your weaknesses and yeah. that in turn gives you fulfillment because you again you get in this cycle of getting better at the things you enjoy and are good at and you excel at them rather than like I'm not good at English uh, mm. like I'm dyslexic it's hard work for me uh, I, I, I've improved to a, a manageable level but a yeah. lot of the other stuff I just don't I don't touch it's not um, yeah I'm not going to be uh Stephen King or whatever, amazing <laughs> novelist. Or Shakespeare anytime soon, route. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, right. I funny if I was the subject I was worst at at school was chemistry. Uh, but little did I realize how useless chemistry is, apart from if you're going to be a chemical engineer. So I was delighted because it turns out it turns out you can go through your whole life. And if you don't know the uh, chemical symbol for lead, you know, which I think I do, is it FE or is that iron? Anyway, um, uh, you know, answer a postcard, then you're fine. You know, <laughs> you can get by. So everyone's got weaknesses. You've just got to learn how to work around them, haven't you? And, and yeah, like you say, focus on the strength. Um, change the subject slightly. You showed us a very fancy on um, questions, uh, questions coming from yogish which i'll get into in a second um i think he's currently watching again cricket so uh it makes sense for him to type the question uh you suppose yours is a fancy spreadsheet which i think i've seen before did you say it was a fire spreadsheet or i, I misunderstood that yeah that, that i'll be honest that was uh this is that was just a screenshot i took off i was going to do my own but then by the t time to take out personal details no sure and um, sure. so i found this on the web and it covers it it, it it was a one that seemed to cover uh, things like net worth over time. Like I, was, I, I, I track that. 
I, I don't track my expenses, but I do track, uh, I do have like a breakdown of what I spend on a monthly basis. Probably gets quite anal in a level. I have, I've, I've looked at time and how much uh, available I would have for doing enjoyable hobbies and things. Um, I look at um, build what I've, money I've got to build up for investments and I plot that when I'm working to build up deposits or um, it's just, it just lots of different metrics that allow one of the bits is my what it would cost me to live a year, key items from holidays and housing and all this sort of stuff, what that men means on a day week and uh, monthly basis I'd need to earn and I think they're really good at focusing you for okay I need how am I on target to meet this lifestyle income yeah like I have goals and bits and pieces but I haven't I haven't got anything anything like something this detailed and I realize a lot of people by the way are, are on the audio so you know the, the details of this aren't important but what I thought was important uh, well the details are important but it doesn't matter that you can't see it is what I'm driving at if you can't which is but um uh, how, how would someone go about getting this are these the kind of tools available free or is it something you need to pay for it's, it's not something I've like I wouldn't know where to go and get one of these for example uh, I just I made my, my myself. Uh, I think some of the fire of stuff is quite online. With the engineers, um, and you can there's various people that will give these away for free. But I just um, I just created a spreadsheet, and I, and if there's probably one thing I think it's really worthwhile anyone learning some very basic. Watch a few YouTube videos on spreadsheets, and you can do some very simple stats and graphs, and have some figures um, in a morning, and and just. I, I literally do it every month. I have uh, outside of my business accounts, I have a personal wealth spreadsheet and I, I do that every month. Um, and it's, um, it's very interesting to see things go. And if you compare property, say, with shares, the shares are like when I look at that, when I zoom out for a five year window, it's all over the place. Um, it's scary. I, I couldn't. Um, you need you need half a million plus to really make that work to me uh, uh, sitting in there and the volatility is huge there you go uh, well to, to, to take us out um is yogish's question um so uh which is, it seems like an excellent place to wind up because uh, it's an excellent question which is what two big things help you get more stuff done in less time as you were working full-time or as you were at the time uh, back in the day uh yeah single focus on the goal so you know what I mean I'm, I'm really key on uh, what is the next step mm. uh, whether it's the next property and finding the deal that ticks the, the right the maximum financial income for the amount of money that I had um, and then again it's leveraging other people's skills good, you know what I mean good builder chatting to the estate agent so it's utilising those what people call them power teams or whatever, you know what I mean? Your connections that are, that are um, feeding into and making them very clear what you're trying to do. Like I'd be like, I'm looking for properties that are going to give me X income and, and making it very clear rather than saying, oh, I've got this and I want it to be in this location within this area and I'm willing to pay this much. So I'm, I'm, I'm again giving them criteria so they'll only chuck me options that are going to tick it. So I'm not wasting anyone's time, and then you can make you can make a decision basically in in on, on the view, and you go right. I can offer you this. Go. Yeah, really powerful stuff. Um, 
uh, power team, especially, well, both of those excellent tips. Uh, anyone interested in getting a power team in Manchester? This is, we haven't organised this in advance, by the way. I'm just taking the opportunity for a bit of uh, bit of advertising, which is um, our power team. That's my business partner, Chris, as you can find at greatnorthernproperty.co.uk forward slash meet hyphen your hyphen power hyphen team. It's not easy to say either. Um, more importantly, that was, uh, I really enjoyed um, what you've, what you've uh, shared with us there, and really appreciate that. Um, thank you, everyone, for attending. Really appreciate your attending, and also to those, as always, listening to the podcast. Special thanks to our speaker and Gaskill. Mm-hmm.